This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Bungard and with me today, Harry Ramage. Hello. It is great to be on the worldwide leader. Oh, fantastic. I've always wanted to say that. And now you can forever, forever and ever. So uh, if you missed Friday's show, uh, our good friend Nicholas is gallivanting around the United States for the next few weeks. Uh, I believe he's following the Taylor Swift tour around the country. Uh, Harry, is that correct? Well, it's what I've said. I yeah. mean, he said him and Coleman are on the on the Great American Road Trip, so that's all I have. What to else tell could him. it be? What else could it yeah. be? There's a couple of Swifties hitting the road, but no. In all seriousness, he is on holidays for the next few weeks, so we'll have a rotating cast of um of guest hosts coming at you. And starting off with, uh, you, there's a good like I don't know because like they're lost to the sands of time, but I reckon there's a fair chance you are the first ever guest host that get around this had back in 2015. I might have been, yeah, yeah. I'd say remember that, yeah, the heavy metal intro song. <laughs> I, I love that you think Four Years Strong is heavy metal. And yeah. if I said that, because I love my pop punk, and if I told to tell like a proper heavy metal guy, like if the Smith brothers listen to this, if I tried to tell them Four Years Strong were heavy metal, they'd have a go at me. So <laughs> I'm glad you said it, not me. But yeah, the simpler times back then, of course. But um, if people have not heard Harry speak before, you must be relatively new listener to the show, and you must have skipped the ninth preview that we did at the start of the season. But Harry is, of course, my old colleague from Fox Sports, been a friend for a very, very long time. Uh, now started his own business now out of his own as a, as a wife, two wonderful children now, which is which is very yes, exciting. Got him into bed 10 minutes before this, yep. so just in the nick of time. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, and a big night's man, and don't worry. I thought I I, I, I think it was written in the stars because obviously I asked you to come on before that game took place, but the fact that the Knights have had their best win in a couple of years on the weekend kind of worked out perfectly. But uh, <sighs> yeah, we'll get just, there. We'll get there, Knights fans. Oh, don't you worry. Good. But first, we're going to go all the way back to Friday night in one of the most chaotic endings to a footy game you will see i i um i had a i was meeting up with a lot of our mates on friday night like campo uh, mitch a few other dudes that people would know if they listen to the show and um i had to go somewhere else for a for a birthday thing first so i think i, I was at another pub about 10 minutes away from where they were and i jumped in an uber when it was 20 to 10 and i got out of the car <laughs> and jared croker's kicking a goal to fucking win the game yeah i've gone what the fuck's just happened here but um, what a crazy ending. What an outstanding uh, last 10 to 15 minutes that was. Because mate, for the most part, it just looked like another sort of textbook win that the Warriors have sort of strung together this year where they just physically dominated. They just put so much ball down that right-hand side as we as we expected them to. And it looked like they were cruising their way to a comprehensive win. But the, the, the invoking the ghosts of uh, Warren Smith on that fateful night in 2012, the, the Raiders said no. Yeah, I mean, Jack White and, you know, just finger out in the air, diving into the corner, like good shit. Big win for no men, uh, for no momentum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First set of golden points, Sean Johnson just slotting it. <sighs> Will the Raiders ever play a normal <laughs> game? <laughs> What's that meme with the, the lady screaming at her kid? Why can't you just be normal? And the no, kid's screaming. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's no. the Canberra Raiders. No, it's unbelievable. The Warriors do this in a lot of their games where they'll sort of muscle their way. They'll get a relatively comfortable lead. Nice little cushion. And they'll just win. Yeah. And then it just didn't happen on Friday night. Mm. They had the blackout and everything like that. Like, man, it is. A, it just seems to be a hot ticket over in Auckland at the minute getting to a WARS game. It looks like a fun time. They've got a really fun team. But I don't know. It just turned on its head in that last few minutes and just 
beautiful cutout pass. Bert hops down the sideline, mm. and all of a sudden, had a lot, got, had a pretty good. You've last got one weeks. of the all-time finishes on that on your yeah. hands. But twenty twenty-three, I feels like no game, feels like no game this, is dead. No, after this game, I thought this is by far the season where there's just been the most chaotic endings in games. We have no way of verifying that, but I agree with you. It just no, feels it's, like it's a it's a vibes based take. Hundred percent. That's the way it is. Yeah. There was a period in the first half where I, I feel this is like I don't know. It just sort of captured the Raiders' season as a whole, right? Where, where I mean, they've won all these close games and they've got the worst differential like you could ever imagine a top eight team having. They get some good attacking ball with scrums down in the first half, and mm. where they coughed up the error to Metcalf, where they try to get a little bit too cute on some set plays off scrums and now I'm a big big believer in hey if you've got set players off scrums use them but yeah they just don't have the polish of of an elite team like they've I agree with that yeah good they're good and that's going to keep them in a lot of they just don't have that next gear in them where they're just not slick enough you know yeah I yeah, I, I think that like there's a level to their sort of the way they've been able to brute force their way through games a lot of the time. Yeah. And that works really well in the regular season. But I think you're right. I think that it might come a time in the where they need Sean Johnson to go to another level. And I think he's capable of doing that. I really do. But I, I do agree with, with that since I just don't think they're as clinical as some of those other top teams because I think they should have put this game out of sight. Um, really, it was like, a, a you know, that drop ball that Hudson Young picked up and scampered away with that. Yeah. Canberra in this game at all but then you know on the flip side of that you've got that fantastic uh kick from Jamal Fogarty that should have ended up with Seb Chris scoring a try only for DWZ to make a fantastic try saver so I guess those two plays kind of cancel each other and um Fogarty's an interesting one man I thought his kicking game in this game was for the most part fantastic and I think he's really improved in that he's always been good at it but I think the last couple of months he's really had the ball on a string for large chunks of Raiders games but then of course First set of golden point. It's it, it's the big mistake, and he just gets it wrong. Huge, yeah, and just... like I've never been a, yeah, I've never been a proponent of the seven tackle rule. No, nor in that I. in that instance, it was. But that's the kind of kick that, it was that's brought the in kind for. Of, that's the yeah. kind of kick it was brought in for. And yeah, where the minute you give away seven tackles in golden point, you're effectively screwed. Yeah, it's the it's like one of the are, worst yeah. feelings. The one yeah. of the worst feelings you can get in a footy game now is 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 your player. Well, it wasn't a field goal miss in this case. It was just a bomb that got yeah. away from him. But usually, it's a field goal that your team's just missed, and you've gone, "Oh well, shit." Yeah. Now I know the other well, team is going to get they're going to win attacking yeah. position. Dep- and depending on who, yeah. The and if they've got Daly Cherry Evans Panthers, or Nathan yeah. Cleary, they're probably going to win. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it, it was a fantastic game. You mentioned the crowd there as well. Um. I think that they're, along with your beloved Knights, it's just so important for them to be good for the sport in a lot of ways. And I think that the way that they, they've only been good for like two months, dude, but they've just ingratiated themselves so much into that community already. Not that they were ever an afterthought, like Wise Games always always got good crowds even when they were bad, but they're a team like the Knights where when they're good, you know, they, they, they've got a stadium that's at a capacity where they can sell games out as they have done in this game and that South game a couple of weeks ago and will do for the rest of the season, you would imagine. They're going to get a home final, you'd think, whether it's in week one or whether it's in week two or whether it's in week three, you feel like they're going to get a home final at some point, And that's going to be an event as well. And you're hey, right. It's... And good luck to that team who has yeah. to go over there and play, you know, I hope it's not my team. We're going to do it yeah. once this year when that was enough, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny because 
but large parts of it, we thought, oh, well, this is finally the week where the Raiders sort of, the chickens are going to come home to roost with the way they're playing. But then it just didn't again. <laughs> like out of nowhere. <laughs> they march on for another week. And by like, the way, it, yeah. it's so funny. Like this is, again, another game where they were down by 14. Whether they're down by up by three scores, it doesn't seem to matter. It just the game ends with someone winning by one. Yeah. Like, and that's what this was. And this is a personal bugbear of mine. I know you agree with me on this. And it's bad enough for field goals. But why the... F- I, I, and I wasn't on Twitter or anything at the time. Maybe you have an answer. Yeah. Why on earth did we have like a side camera for the Jared Croker conversion attempt? I had no idea that he'd missed it until the, the crowd reacted. Um, That's a, like, I don't know. Is Sky, there, Sport, is it, Sky Sports NZ? I, I, can is, can yeah. someone verify? Like, yeah. Like, and if that's someone knows and they're listening, just tweet me because like, I was yeah. so annoyed because we were all sitting there watching it at the pub. Like, oh shit. It's quite often, it? it's quite often at Warriors games where then when there's a kick on the far side of the ground. Mm, okay. That you, you get the long shot. Um, I know that the Daily M medal system is a little bit archaic, a little bit flawed, but I, and I don't care what spits out the winner. Sean Johnson is has been the best player in the competition this year. Well, awesome. he, you know, he's had the the best season, the best I, season. I so, think Camp and I discussed um, that. Yeah, another 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 great moment to close out a game in what's just been a fairy tale season yeah. for him. Like he's. He's definitely the vibes pick for player of the year. I don't even think it's it's a vice. I think he's just like yeah. could be just and Campo and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's like the the, the all the criteria you need to be a Dally M winner. He ticks a lot of he those boxes. Them. Like yep. guys aren't there's not uh, there's no other superstar on the team. There's, there's a lot of good players on that team, but there's no other superstar on that team. Um that he's he's not in Sydney. He's the he's the halfback. He makes the game winning plays when they win close games. And yep. That's a recipe for success. I think if I had, if I were a betting man right now, and you can't bet on it anymore because of that incident, but um, I think if you could, I'd, I'd be making a wager on Sean Johnson. I'd imagine. What, what about the Raiders? What are they going to do? Okay, so the flip side to the Warriors, the Raiders. All of a sudden, three weeks ago, this looked like a bit of a, a cakewalk game for the Raiders. They play the Knights next week at home, and they better turn up. They better, like, like that's all of a sudden game of the round. And yeah. has a lot of, and is a big game in the run to September. What's their What's the Knights' record like down there? I'm not even going to guess anymore because every time it's I try to guess great. like this, the, it, it's not it's not great. The last time they won was in 2018, mm. down in Canberra. Their record anywhere else against Canberra is good. It's just at that ground for whatever. Remember the game last year, Hudson Young grubber for himself to score. Oh yeah, yeah. Win. of course, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the 2016 Golden Point. Bounce back after the Knights led twenty two nil. Yeah, there's just been some weird shit happen to the Knights in Canberra. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's a little bit of a yeah tough place to go for the Knights. Not it's not Queensland tough, but it's not great. Um. But yeah, like that. All of a sudden, because of the Raiders' bad differential, <laughs> man, they better get the two well, points in that game. They, I think they need to. I know they got the West Tigers a week after that, but then. You know, there's a Storm game on the horizon. There's a Broncos game on the horizon. I know they always beat the Storm in Melbourne, but there's a Storm game on the horizon nonetheless. And then the last round of the season, it could be there's a there's a there's a realistic realistic scenario where like that last game of the season, and it's the last game of round 27, is Canberra going to Shark Park, and that could be a win and you're in game for both teams. Yeah, that would be a sick scenario. That'd be absolutely awesome. sick scenario. Paul Gallon out of retirement to kick a field goal again, like he did against the Tigers oh, a couple of years ago. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Campton? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want it to be. <laughs> Sad, but yeah, there's. I mean, I, I do want footy games with high stakes that don't involve my team, though. So that would be a cool scenario for me. Yeah, get around and that, you absolutely. and the rest of us. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Souths and the Broncos. Um, a crushing win for the Broncos in the end. 
they were just too good. It was this game was strange because the first half I kind of just thought that both teams were a bit scrappy. The game was very physical. It even got it even was a bit grubby. I think you could say at times, but I don't think either team really had a clear ascendancy, especially after Campbell Graham got that try right on half time. But I just don't know what happened in that first that second forty minutes, mate. That's by a distance the most disappointed I've been with this team in a performance this year. And credit to Brisbane, they played pretty well and they they had some nice ball movement in that second half. There was a lot more aggression and intensity from them than we saw from anyone on, on the South Sydney side. But I mean, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like a few cobwebs got blown out in the first half for both, both teams. And then Brisbane just come out the bed. Yeah. Because they, there was like, you, I mean, you made the joke previously. There was a lot of big, both teams. And it's almost like Brisbane just hit the ground a little bit quicker and South was sort of, a little bit powerless almost to, to stop mm. the roll to use a, to use a bad term, but what's going on with South Sydney? I don't know, man. Their, if, their, I, if I knew, I'd tell you. Their defense is just not quite good enough. It's not. And that's And then because... when you play a really good teams like this, you, you give up 36 points. Yeah. And, this and was... you've got the whole Latrell thing going on. Like, I mean, there was like the, the diagnosis on the calf injury keeps changing week to week. Like when he first got it ruled out of Origin One, there were some people going, "Yeah, well, he might He's play this play Sunday for, for the Rabbit weekend against the Dragons." Yeah, like, that was ten weeks ago now. Like it feels like you know. So it was about that. Yeah, yeah. If if he doesn't come back and get a few games in before finals, like I mean, I'm... they're out of the eight now. I still yeah. think they. I still think they're going to make it, but unless they get you know, bona fide Latrell Mitchell, like they're not sniffing a grand final appearance no, or even a prelim appearance, I uh, don't think. I think that in each, like the Parramatta game aside, where they just they just were a bit flat that day and, you know, teams can yeah. have that happen to them. That game aside, there's been excuses that you could make as to why they lost. And obviously, a lot of those are to do with origin. A lot of those to do with guys not playing, but there's no And they had that good win against the Warriors yeah, in which, New Zealand as well. So like, yeah. that's at least something to hang on to. But it, they're just not as automatic as they have been in the last two or three years, you know? Generally with South, like, they show up to most games and you think automatic win. The, a, a game against the Brisbane side like this, you know, I'm more like a 50-50. It's a coin toss, even mm. if it's in – even if it's in. well, it was at Sunshine Coast. Shout out Sunshine Coast getting such a big game. Don't start me on that, um, Rabbits. Jesus, like, stop taking games, like taking Brisbane to the Sunshine Coast. It reminds me when they sent the Cowboys to Kansas. Like, why are you doing this? It's, oh, it's ticket money. Who cares? How can ticket money be worth more than, like, the competitive advantage that you're forfeiting yeah. by having this game essentially in Brisbane's backyard? But anyway. But good on them for getting that game. But, yeah, generally – and then – it just really got away from him in the second half. I'm just really worried about the defense mm. for Souths. Like they've got points in them. Like we know they've got points in them, but generally their defense has been good enough. You know, well, their the defense and, in the first it, it half just, of this season was was like their defense was genuinely good in the first half of the season. They they had that amazing stretch earlier where they played Penrith. Melbourne and Brisbane in, in quick succession. And I think they held the Broncos to, it was a one try. And they heard they held the storm to two tries and they, they, they won that game against Penrith on the bell. But um, for the most part, they were pretty stuck. I think they only conceded like one or two line breaks in that game. And the rest of their rest of Penrith's points came from like kick bounces to Stephen Crichton. So like their defense was what was winning them football games at the start of this season. And I wasn't as concerned about that when the defense wasn't there, when half their team wasn't there. But all those guys were back last week. And Latrell's obviously a huge out, but Latrell doesn't defend in the line. He's a fullback. So well, right. whilst he could have got across and made a couple of cover tackles in some of these instances, like 
Getting him back won't fix them getting gouged on the edges as they were in this game. Getting him yeah, back they... won't fix them losing forward battles to teams. Like it just it, none of that's going to be solved by him coming back. So may and maybe it is and maybe it's just a case of all these guys need a few more games together because it's been so long since this Rabbitohs team all played together as a unit. But I don't think you can use I don't want to use any excuses for this team anymore. And I don't think that nah, it, any other fans get, do. Yeah, it's just it's just getting to that point of the year where They've just not had all their guys together long enough where mm. you just go, well, maybe it just isn't our year. That's just the that's just the general vibe I'm getting from Souths. It's, it's it just sucks, it just man. doesn't feel it's like it. It does feel a bit futile. But hey, you know, Latrell could come back next week. They could win their remaining five NRL games between now and the end of the season. Jag fourth, storm into the finals and be okay. Who the hell knows? But right now, that does seem like a long bow to draw. So. Well, I mean, if I mean you, you just pointed to like their sort of good defensive run earlier in the season. Like, could they be putting money in the bank at training? Could they be doing some heavier sessions at training, knowing that hey, like at the back, like, are they timing their run? Honestly, is there an is there an element of that to it? I don't know. Only they know inside the four walls at Heffron Park. But yeah, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know. And, yeah. and it's and it's hard to know from the outside looking in. It is, but you touched on it there. Like there, maybe they got they were so they were able to get up and get up and get up and get up for those big early season games because they thought that this was the part of the season, not this Broncos game, but the rest of the games they've lost recently. They thought this was the part of the season where they'd get a few bankers. And you talked about their automaticness of the the way Souths have played in years past, and maybe they thought that they could sort of redline for those few weeks back in April and May or whatever it was because they could sort of. Paper not on. have to go as hard at this point for sort of ramping back up again for the finals. But now I think you're right. Now they need, I think they need to be pedaled to the floor next week against the Tigers. And, you know, the, like I don't care how bad the Tigers are. The, like that game that South won 20 nil earlier in the season at the Tigers, I mean, that was only, that was 6 nil for most large chunks of that game. They only yeah. got a couple of late tries at the end. And the Tigers always play South tough. So, yeah, that's not a even that's not a guaranteed win at the moment, which is which is a staggering thing to say. I think they will win handily, but you know they need to get Mitchell back. They need to just get everybody back and just sort this shit out. But oh well, that's enough about Souths. Brisbane, I thought second half terrific. really really impressive, terrific, really really good. I think um, the the best part about Brisbane is this is the part of the year where they started to fall apart. Last year they're not falling apart. For me, after about two or three weeks earlier this year, I thought they've got the highest highest ceiling. I think. Pat Garrigan might not be the best forward in the game, but I think he's the most complete forward in the game. I think he can do the best stuff of what Isaiah Yo does. He, he has a little bit of offload. He has great legs. He has underrated leg speed that, you know, that Cam Murray thrives off and stuff like that. I think he's really complete and he's still only the second best forward in his team. Do you know what I mean? So I, I just, I, I cannot believe the 18 months of football he's put together and, you know, keeps putting together. Um, Reese Walsh was just terrific coming back. Like it's just it's stupid how fast he is on the back of those, you know, backline shapes when he's getting the ball third man in. Like, mm. what do you do to stop that? What do you do? Like God. because you know what's coming, but the pace in which he moves across the field, like he's he's faster than a hiccup, he's gone. And that's it's a three on one or it's a three on two, and and Cobbo's laughing his way to the try not like Cobo just looks like the happiest guy to ever be playing in a Like he's always got a smile on his face. Just one of those little things you pick up. Like he's just, yeah, just a joy to watch him play. Yeah, completely um, agree. I lo- love watching him. The back foot was awesome. Yeah, um, like trying not and, to chunder afterwards. And it was, was the, just and it was the Adam Reynolds show as well. 
Oh my god, I wrote that down. I just yeah. wrote down. I, all, yeah, the note just says good. Adam Reynolds. Yeah. It's like fuck. I yeah. just fir- bloody good. You're so good in this game. Put the lever back, Harry. Put it back to how did they let him go? And just fucking glue it down there for the rest of my life because Jesus Christ, I, I just. Uh, they obviously people in charge of this club had reasons for doing what they what they did and what they continued to do. But man, I just can't help but look at this team that Souths have right now and think. Think if you had Renault, you had Renault. Yeah. So yeah, he was great. I'm always going to be stoked for Adam Reynolds. He played really really well in this game. Um, yeah. I'm glad he didn't do a backflip because either he successfully would do it and break my heart, or he would fail and kill himself. Both of which I don't yeah. want. Yeah. So. I think for Brisbane, I think looking further into the future for them, I think they need to be aiming at the minor premiership. I agree. I think if it's they really if they, they, they want to if they want to yeah I, but I think if if there's a world where they can sort of get the first position mm. and have that hey like if we if we win week one and we're hosting a prelim against Penrith or whoever it is we need to be hosting it at our yeah ground because that Sun Court like they are they are a different animal well. Yeah, with yeah. the the Waz on, so there's no one on. They're on 14. Penrith on 13 wins. I yeah. think they're going to be the top two on the ladder. And then the Waz are on 12 with the well, it's currently it's it's, it's a marginally worse for it gets, but I guess it's two. They're two wins behind them for all intents and purposes. So it, it, it's going to be hard for Brisbane to drop out of the top two now. And um, you know the way they played, they deserve it. I think they were, they were yeah. just if, really strong. If, in this game. if they're second, I think they may need a little upset. On, on the other side of the bracket to sort of flip the switch a little bit. Mm, okay. But I still think if there's one team that's going to beat Penrith, whether it's in a grand final or a prelim or something, I think Brisbane's got the... I completely agree. Yeah, I, I think they've got the highest ceiling. Well, even when they were bad, they still played Penrith pretty tough. I just think they match up against them well stylistically. And now yeah. they actually have good players on the end of the back line to go with the forwards that were good when even when the team was poor. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, pumped for them. Uh, not pumped for... I mean, I just, I, it's just, the, it's just the like lack of clarity on the Mitchell situation that's killing me, man. Like it just, as you said, like this was, I thought he'd be back. I thought he was going to like, I thought he'd be back before the second state of origin game. But until he crosses, yeah, until he crosses the white line, you just can't rule him in. Well, I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, I said this on the preview show on Friday, but it's like, just, I did, it didn't even cross my mind that there was a world where he wasn't going to play this week. And then. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And, and it's all like, the it's, vibes where he'd play. It's kind of extra frustrating because I feel like if if you are trying to load manage him or whatever going into the finals, that's fine. But like, if you look at South's last six weeks, this felt like the game where they needed him more than they will against the Tigers or the Sharks or the Dragons in the next couple of games. So mm-hmm. yep. I don't know, man. I just don't know. But yeah, uh, Brisbane were way too good. Um, they deserve. They absolutely deserve to win. Let's move on. Uh, the Titans season, I think, put a line through them. The Roosters. You can't. I can't put a line through them for the third week in a row, unfortunately, because um, oh, we've got the the roosters are at M word. Yep, mathematical. They are, they are. mathematical. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, a god awful for and against, and they're still two wins behind two wins either Parramatta yeah. or Souths. So, still a lot of work for them to do. But it starts. It has to start somewhere, and it started here with a big win. Their first half was by a pretty fair margin the best they've played this year. Maybe the second half against Souths are pretty good. Back, well, that was a long time ago now. Um, Even going back into last year, it's some of the yeah. best footy they've played in 18 months. Well, mate, did you know they were the last team to score 30 points? What? This year. They, the they Roosters have... haven't scored 30 points this year. Yeah. Mate, we're in the Vlandy Ball era. Everyone scores 30. Yeah. Jesus. They they were the they hadn't they they had not done. They'd scored 28, but they hadn't scored 30. So Christ. crazy. Um well, I just thought it was nice in this game that after all this like unnecessary like unnecessary sh- like over the top shitty cop through origin. I thought it was just awesome that Teddy had 
mm. an outstanding game. Um, just just personally for him to be like, yeah, I'm I'm still really good, even if I'm not, you know, 2019 prime James Tedesco. Like I'm still one of the top five fullbacks in the competition who can set up tries, stop tries in defense, mm. and just do all the workhorse shit. I think the key for him, like as he evolves, is is it's not 28 carries of the ball. It's like more like 20 carries of the ball in a game or 18 to 20. Like don't yeah. get too involved. Um, the Roosters have probably still got some figuring out. into Like it, it's been the question all year for them, right? Like because I'm not really looking at them as a finals team this year. Like I like I think if you're mathematical, you're out. Unless you're, unless you're the Cowboys of 2017. I think the halves question is just the big thing that they've got to get right for next year. Like, cause there's still a lot of good pieces on this roster and they've got Lin Yu and Dom Young coming in. They just get that seven and six sort of figured out. I think they've got to make a choice between Kiri and Walker. I don't think you can have it both on the roster. And I think if they really believe, you know, two years ago that Sam Walker was going to be the one that, you know, take them to the promised land, then they might have to move Kiri on. Yeah. Um, well, their fans just, have been yeah. clamoring for that for a little just while. Purely, just purely but... for that reason. Um, what they do with Radley playing on the edge and Smith playing at lock, I don't know. Like, does Radley become an edge now and then they try and find a different hooking situation? Like, maybe letting Sam Verrills go was the wrong thing to do mm. in hindsight, um, just to get the balance of the team right. Like, because when a guy like Brandon Smith comes on the market. Like you're obviously going to buy him, but purely for the chooks in this game and this year, I, I, like for me, it was a case of, all right, well, what's the future look like? I wasn't even like thinking in the now. And then even for the Titans, a win would have kept them alive. But yeah, like they can just look forward to Des Hasler getting there next year. They're like, going to be, they're going to be, they cannot be good stop year, a nosebleed, man. Like, yeah. I like Des has just got so much work on that side of the ball to do. And if there's one thing that, that Des can do, it's it's teach that side of the ball. Absolutely. So that will be real. Like if he can't get them to defend, then they've yeah. just got no hope ever. Honestly, 100% agree. Because um, yeah, there's there's far too much talent in that team for them to just wither on the vine. Like they they just have these incredible highs and just disgusting lows. And thirty nil at half time was just a disgusting low for them at home on a beautiful day. They you know the Titans girls got a win in the earlier game. And they just stunk, you know. They just weren't good enough. Like, like not e- like not even close to good enough, you know. Like Saturday three o'clock, you should just be coming out and beating your chest like a gorilla and want to take on all comers. And yeah, they just got bullied. Yeah, you know? it, it's a shame for them. But like, yeah, as you said, I think a lot of the things the Roosters tweaked for this game worked. I thought Joe Manu as well was absolutely outstanding. And like, there's still just a world where like. They've got a couple more wins right now and they're, they're storming towards the finals and we're all going, oh, geez, they're like, like last year where it was like, they're the team no one wants to play in the finals if they've got everyone fit and everyone's firing. But I just think they've left it too late. I just don't think there's a realistic well, scenario they, where they get last there. Last year it was, they won seven in a row to finish the year, wasn't it? Yeah. So that would mean that off the back of this win, they've got to win their last six games to do the same thing. So they are in a pretty similar spot to last year, but, I think the difference is here they're further back, though, aren't they? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. But, all right, let's yeah. move on. The comp um, was not as even. That's true. As it was um, last year. Harry. Oh, this year, sorry. 
Well, the days go by and you wonder why. Is this really true? Your heart says no, but your feelings show the poor baby never knew. You and I, we knew deep down that ain't really you. We always knew that it'd work out right and we could start anew. And now you see the reason why not everyone's the same. And you don't have to please them or try hard to say your name. Because they said you'd never get anywhere. And they don't care and it's just not fair. You know, and I know better. How much Screaming Jess did you listen to last night? When they come running out for the second half, when they run out on the field, like that's the song that comes. Yeah. They they play better now and yeah it's on it's on the it's on the spotify shuffle is pretty regularly <laughs> man that just felt good that game you know i can't like, i was that. sitting around waiting all day for that game and i was looking at the team with so i'm like outside of munster and grant we're a better football side mm. like man for man we're just a better football side like yeah them having munster and grant is a massive advantage but we should win this game we're a good enough team like fox in the lead up to the game right so the Knights are one of those teams that don't rate highly, like from, you know, like on TV. Like they're not, you know, they're not one of the darlings teams that everyone watches, right? They'll never so, be one of the city fathers. No, that's right. So when, when they've been like pretty close to being pretty good this year, no one's really taken notice. Like, so they average 24 points a game this year concede 21 but on the flip side the storm averaged 24 points a game but concede 19 and to me those like two points in defense is like the difference between them being you know like a slam dunk top eight team where they've been really close in a lot of games against good sides this year mm. and they they just i don't know they, they're goal kicking at like 50 percent this year and that's honestly cost them four games this year and i thought for a minute that was what was going to cost them in this yeah. game but they're really close. And then you just see, so after the first 10 minutes try, so first try happens and immediately the first thing I thought was, okay, Nick Mean is streaked away. And I was like, oh shit, how did that happen? Okay, so Leo Thompson and Daniel Saifidi just didn't close the gap quick enough. But the way in which they streamed down the air, that left edge, which has just been humming all year, the way they got down that edge so easily. And Melbourne have been weak on their right all year. So I thought, well, that's where they're going to have joy. And I thought, shit, that's the first chance they've gone there. They've created a chance. If they can just like, just lock in and and just keep their heads together, like there's there's a wind staring them in the face. And then the Liero try happened, and I was like, oh shit, like this is really going to test their you know their mentality because they, again that was you know Leo Thompson lost his footing, the spacing and the defensive line at, between the marker and the A defender got muddled up. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they just got a penalty coming out of their own end. They pinned Munster on the goal line. They got a few sets in a row where all of a sudden, Melbourne aren't getting past their 40 meter line. And they wrestled the mo and they like they wrestled control of the game back. And it was actually super impressive that ha that happened. Like Tyson Frizzell found 2016, 2017, Tyson Frizzell running out wide on an edge again, kind of form, which was beautiful to see. And I thought, like, once Tarek Sims got off, and God love you, Tarek. It's been seven years, but you finally contributed to a night's win. Yeah. Him going off. <laughs> it, like, Didn't the crowd that, love it too? Yes. Like, man, if there's a player like the night, the Knights hate it's Tarek Sims. <laughs> the Knights fans do not like him. No. Um, so they wrestled them, they wrestled control of the game back. They get it back to 12-10. And then this then the unnecessary swinging arm arm happens. 
And then I really just love the way that they got super aggressive, but super skillful with the ball and they moved the ball everywhere and they just played some beautiful football, scored the three tries and kicked the door open where like a, a lot of teams get that 10 minute period wrong. Mm. Like they just nailed it to perfection. And that's, and that ended up being what was, what was the difference in the game? Cause then once it got, you know, it was a tight affair again, but the Knights, you know, found a bit of steel in the guts and, you know, defended, you know, once sort of Melbourne got the, got their flow going again with mm. 13 guys on the field, you know, they held out for a really, really good win, a really emotional win. And the crowd, you could hear it for it. The crowd was hog wild. They were absolutely loving it. Like a lot of people on Twitter were saying today, like a lot of Knights folks I follow, they're like the atmosphere there was just electric, like as good as you'd hear. And it was when they were defending the goal line where it was the loudest, you know, and that's what got them home. You know, that's where, that's where the crowd or the home crowd has an advantage. And yeah, it was just one of those magic days for the Knights where they haven't had a lot of them in 20 years, you know, but that um, was one of them. Would you say Matt Kroger's put down was better than Ben Barber's put down in 2012? <laughs> <laughs> God, that was awesome. That rule. Yeah, he was really good, Craig's coming off the bench. Like, there's some weeks where he, like, gets 15 minutes, and I'm like, mm. he's one of there's other minutes players. where he plays longer minutes, and he's, really, and he's, like, really effective, you know. He, um, one of the Storm guys, I can't remember who it was, he, goddamn, he, crunched them like as they were coming out of trouble you know and that got the crowd lifted up again at the start of the second you know at the start of the second half and I thought with the I thought with the Knights as well though like that you know Gamble kicked the 40 20 um they were up by 12 and I thought to go from 24 to like they just didn't nail a few of those chances as the longer the second half went but they had enough defensive resolve to get home and like that's probably another thing that holds them back is they get to good positions but they just don't get to great positions in games. Yeah, absolutely. And, was, and yeah, and I think the storm probably I think it was a case for them was sometimes when you win, you lose early in games. Like you'll see it a lot where a team will score an easy early try in a game, then they'll go on to get, you know, handled comfortably in the end. And it was one of those, I think after 10 minutes they thought, you put the feet up, fellas, like we'll, we'll cruise here. Yeah, you know, it, it did feel that way very yeah. early on. But you know the the Knights held their nerve, didn't didn't let that third try in, which was which was what the big problem in twenty twenty two was. You know it would be eighteen nil after ten minutes in a lot of games. You know they would just drop their heads, you know, and not even go into the game believing they could win. And like Adam O'Brien's copped a lot of shit as a coach, right? But this team embarrassed them fifty to two last year at home on their home deck, mm. and. All of a sudden, they were only scoring 14 points a game last year. They're now at 24 points a game. So they've inc- really improved that. They've brought it from 28 points a game back down to 21 points a game. The defense is getting better and better. Like they've been like they might, they're probably not going to make the eight, but they've been one of the big improvers if you look at a lot of stuff like that. They've got a long way to go, but but they were coming from a super low base last year. Like they're as bad as any team that's not won the spoon ever. Mm. And yeah. Melbourne, Harry Grant wasn't quite at his best. Started the game well. Munster started the game well. They just, once the Knights got a roll, they, those guys just couldn't pull them back. Um, Asafa Solomona going off really sort of hurt them as well, I think. They just don't um, have that depth they used to have. 
No, they don't. Then Tom on Eisenhuth had to come like yeah, play you, seven. Like you lose and, it. Yeah. You lose one. They lose one key forward, and they're kind of screwed these days. That's just the yeah, reality. And pretty much. But yeah, you guys were awesome. I loved it. Like just fantastic. And we kind of talked before about the hypothetical and, playoff scenario of the Sharks playing the Raiders in the last week of the season. What about the penultimate week of the season? Old Boys Day. Knights hosting Cronulla. Imagine. Cronulla. If you're- Ninth and then eighth or something at that point, wouldn't that? Well, we'll be get into Cronulla later, but honestly, like, there's gonna like there's a there's a lot of big games coming up in the next six weeks. Like, there's a lot of good football to come here where we've effectively got and this playoff is the, games. This is the best part of there. the comp being so close this year. Yeah, um, there's little twists and turns, and the Knights getting this upset win has really thrown a cat amongst the pigeons, and well, then mainly today doing the same, but. We'll, and we'll get into that. So, but yeah. But yeah, just last thing on the night's like this Raiders game now is looming as gigantic because it's huge. After that, it's it's adult. They they're away to the Dolphins, but it's not in Brisbane. It's, it's in Perth, Perth, which you know the Dolphins have famously not have well not outside of well Queensland at all. And then three home games after that against the Dogs, Souths, and Cronulla. So, and then you finish in at Cogra Oval against against the Dragons. So Dragons, yeah, could be a lot worse runs home well, than that. I mean, the, I mean, the Dragons, they they. They got their win on Thursday night. Just yeah, did enough. That's true. Um, and all you read in the paper is about next year, next year, next year, and Flano's commenting all the time. You know, mm. so yeah, like, dude, like, it's like, suddenly mate, like they're obviously not winning another game this year. Obviously, your margin yeah. for your margin for error is so small. But like, if you can find a way to win this upcoming Saturday, like, I think it's time to actually sit up and. I know I've been saying it kind of half heartedly, yeah. but like I've been a big fan of how you guys have been playing the last few weeks. I picked you to win this game, but. You know, I think a lot more people than just the old Bungard will be saying things if you if you beat the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, they, this week. yeah. If they can get the Raiders away from home, they'll people will start to notice. Big but, if, mind you. Big it's if. It's a huge but, if. Huge but we'll if. see. Can't wait for that one. Uh moving on. Last game on Saturday, the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, and another game where like the team was just really good for a half and then kind of just took took, cru- took cruise to a victory. The gas, but yeah, yeah, they 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 took care of business. Um I should we just start with the big talking point of this game, which was of course the Val Holmes. Sinbin, what did you think? When you slow those things down in slow motion, like they always look a million times. Well, the game's not played in slow motion, Harry. Well, what's he supposed to do? Well, he can't disappear. Um, no, that's right. I look. So he's only got a fine today, right? That, that's what's I, happening. He's only I, got a fine. I didn't think he hit him in the head, but I, look, the bunker thought, said he did. So whatever. I All thought right. it was like I thought it was pretty marginal. Like, but my other right, question is right like, if he cast. if he hit him in the head, why didn't Mitch Moses go off for a? HIA. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But look, a cracking hit. And really the only sour note for the Cowboys and what was a a pretty comprehensive performance. Yeah. Like the Cowboys, like by halftime, I was like, yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to chuck this one away. Like, like they're pretty home and hosed. Yeah. Turned out to be that way. Like shout out to Eels Twitter for like, it's 24 16 with, Four minutes to go, like trying to like drum up some, you know. But come on, yeah. And that was that after they'd happening. scored two very slick tries with uh, Moses and Gutherson combined yeah. for the first one, then Moses with the kick. The second. But like, yeah, that they they tried their best to get back into this. One. I just think that like everything we said on Friday about their sort of inability to win the territory battle without those forwards, it, it was. I mean, it was yeah. true in this game. They just weren't. They and on top of that, I guess the residual effect from from being pushed around and being a bit tired is that. I think the Cowboys playmakers all had a lot of time with the ball in hand. I think Tom Dearden had one of his best games of the season. Oh, and I think that man, that try set up for Hiku. Just he's so good, man. Crabbing, he's playing crabbing, really, really good. I can't believe this is the games. same guy that looked like he wasn't good enough to play for the Wooden Spoon Broncos like two years ago. It's insane. Oh, mate. Like, yeah, like, like, they like, packed his bag. And, like, they could, like, 
they couldn't have sent him to the airport quick enough. No, legitimately, like, it's bizarre. It's it's it's, it's a crazy one how his the glove he's had. But yeah, he's been fantastic. And now the Cowboys are kind of like firmly like they should be okay, right? They're, there's like it's the, it, we we said that probably the loser of this game, and especially if it was Parramatta with the run in they've got, the loser of this game was now kind of in danger of being one of those peril. two that one of those one or two teams that misses out on, on the top eight of this sort of chasing back everyone from the war everyone from the warriors down basically is in that discussion but now they they head to the telstra dome on friday night to play oh, the storm the dome. and then you know they've got that home banker against the dragons you'd expect to win that but then yeah broncos at the gabba the roosters suddenly look competent again they got them and then they finish up with a trip to penrith and then a last round buy so their fate could be sealed before <laughs> those before two buy points really come in handy, yeah, they so could be. That, but like, it'd be, be, if, they, if they've got a worse, yeah. like if they've got a worse for and against than someone else, it might be very funny to see like the Sharks just trying to like lose by less than twelve in their game or something like that yeah. on the, in the last round of the season. But yeah, I think for Parramatta, this this is a bit this is a much bigger loss for them than it had had the Cowboys lost than it would have been for them. If you get me, I think that oh, absolutely. The I just can't believe a a team with the talent that the Cowboys have. It's July 23, and this is the first time they've been in the eight all yeah. day. It's unbelievable. It just, I think Aaron Woods was saying in, in one, um, he, he was doing a Triple M podcast or something like that, and I heard a, a sound clip. He said, the, he said, I was speaking to Chad Townsend after we played Manly, or after they played against Manly. He said, the best thing that happened to, the, to us was Origin. And I think what happened was those five or six guys, like it sort of rejuvenated them to go and go to get excited about football again because a lot of them played in the World Cup and Origin for the first time last year. And they're probably like that first eight to 10 weeks of the season, they just felt super flat, like, oh, God, like, you know, we've gone from the highs of that to this, like, you know, early season football and map, you know, now they're just getting around each other and they are just something special to watch. And, Scotty Drinkwater's flirting with that, you know, those great runs that, you know, some fullbacks have had in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Absolutely. last 20, 30 years. Well, you know, to in especially like the Hay 9 thing was one thing where it was a team that was 14th, 15th on the ladder that just caught fire at the end of the year. And like the Cowboys have caught fire earlier in the year, but they've had so much to do because of the evenness of the competition. They've won six in a row and only just snuck into the eight. Yeah, well, dude, like uh, when like that's you go that's back and listen to the NRL. You have a good three weeks in the NRL. You you, you fly <laughs> well, up the ladder. Like go back and listen to the show probably that we did in May on the twenty or, or after the twentieth of May when they went to Leichhardt Oval and got sixty six put on them. Right, there was and a since, funeral for them. And since the that funeral. day, and they had the game next week against the Eels, which by the way was almost like a mirror image of this game where the Eels kind of kept them at arm's length. Even though the Cowboys scored a couple of late tries, but they did enough by keeping them at arm's length for for the majority of the game. I think they, I think they had the same scoreline in the end. Yeah, there was 24-16, both yeah, ways. So yeah, yep. they're, they're a very similar game that they lost that day to the Eels the week after the the Leichhardt incident. But since then, they hung forty five on the Storm. They beat the Panthers, albeit that was a, the Asterix Panthers, but they still wins a win over still the Panthers. Those Asterix Panthers have beaten every other bar. Exactly so. right. They they. Belted South, they belted the piss out of South. They put 74 on the Tigers. They did enough last week against Manly, and now they won this big game against Parramatta. And now they'll, they'll they'll play the Titans, who I think are probably tools down for the year. And yeah, and then, absolutely. Like the Titans are looking forward to the desert. And then I'll yeah, tell you like what they, the game after that they is, Harry. Put 40 on them, I think. 
It's the Cowboys hosting the Broncos at 3 p.m. on a Saturday in two Holy weeks' time. Holy shit. Is, and that is in Townsville at 3 o'clock on a Saturday. Isn't that crazy? What Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, like, like that, yeah, that's that's some summer footy for you. Like, that's like that could be 36-30, that game. And yeah, I'm already no, pumped for that. Uh, we will yeah. have a Greatest Games show coming out soon for Patreon listeners about the 2016 finals game between these two teams, by the way. So, yeah. Probably drop that just before that game, I reckon. Little hint, shout out Cohen Hess in that game. A yep. 19-year-old. <laughs> he, gets, he gets a couple of mentions, as does uh, a young Kalen Ponger. But yeah. Uh, yeah, back to this game. Mate, I, I just think that like the physicality that they have, and you talked about their, their team like on paper. It was just bizarre earlier in the year that they were doing so poorly because they didn't have any major injuries. They didn't have any sort of crisis of like... Uh, they were just, they, was just, yeah, they were just a group of guys just not excited about their football. I think, yeah, they, yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, smarter people than us have tried to figure out for years and years why that happens with footy teams or teams in any sport, like why why things like that can happen. But as soon as they can happen, they can just as easily unhappen. And now that they look, they look just like that dangerous team that they were the, at the end of last year. And I think that they are firmly they're my third team. They, I think they leapfrog South this week, that, in my yeah, opinion. Th- yeah, them Broncos, Panthers, they're the three that can win the comp. Did- and honestly, like, the Cowboys now are a win outside the top four. And because because there have been sort of – they've racked up a few scores in this win streak, the differential is going to be good. Um, I hope people who backed the Cowboys to make the top four didn't throw their tickets out after 66 to 18 at Leichhardt. It would have been really hard to hang on to those, but – yeah, I think they're going to finish in the top four. There you go. Top four. There I think you they're go. going to finish you heard top it four, here first. Well, which is incredible. Though, like fifteenth, sixteenth. So I assume 16th. you've got. I think. I so assume you're going Bronx Panthers, Wars Cows. Is yes. that where you're going? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think that's my top four. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yep, they're 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 equal. I mean, I mean they're sit e- here today. They're the best four teams. Well, they're the they're equal. They're equal on wins with the Storm right now. Yeah. Who are fourth? Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's. I don't think it's far fetched at all. So, what about? So, I don't know, man. Like for Parramatta, I just think, man, they would have loved to have this one, wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Like they had a really tough start to the season, and that's you know, this is where your bills are due mm-hmm. when you have that tough start to the season, and you've got a tough finish to the season. Yeah, and you get these circumstances where you, you got a few guys out, you, you know, those reasons. And you just the, the closest of the competition. You need all your horses. They just don't have all their horses. They're mm. just not quite where they need to be. Yeah, um, yeah. And, well, and this and the schedule thing. Like they've got the hardest run home. If they make the eight, they'll have bloody earned it. Um, but just the run home that they've got and the loss in this game, I just I just can't see them. I I think they finish ninth. It's going to be, I, I think you might be onto something there, mate. It's going to be tough for me to see it, although we'll get to the Sharks in a second because they might have something to say about that. Um, it's a good thing that we are, because we are running a bit long, that uh, we do have a game that had no implications on anything, that we all knew what was going to happen in, and we especially knew what was going to happen when the Bulldogs rung in those late team changes. Um, their fans are furious online about this. I heard I saw, saw some people very mad that Hayes Perrin was back at fullback and Reese Marty has been benched and Jacob Preston was out with the flu and all that stuff. Um, the, the only The only bit of intrigue in this game was very early on in the piece where we thought, geez, could Penrith beat the clock? Could we see another 60 or 70 point thrashing this <laughs> year? We we had the telly on and it got to 18-0 and I 
And I said to the missus, I said, we might see 66 again. And she I thought said, so, oh, wouldn't that be something? They, like, well, they took the, <laughs> yeah, well and truly took the foot off the gas. The only thing, the only thing that I thought would hold them back is Penrith just haven't been that team or run up the score. Mm. They've been dominant. They've been by far the best team for four years, but they just don't run up the score that much. You know, for a team that's been as dominant as they have, they haven't scored 50 or 60 that much. But no, like they didn't. They only scored fifty once last year. Yeah, and then so, it's just the the other time in Dubbo. I think that's like the only two times in their yep. like era, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just not in their nature. Um, that their first half they look terrific. You know, like when they have replacement level halfback in there, you know, running the show while Cleary's out there, they're still pretty good. They're pretty mm. good side and they're going to beat nine out of 10 teams. And, and they get him back. When, and when they get yeah. him back, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, you know, they're running on all cylinders now. Like the V8's opened up and it's just pumping. Um, yeah. I don't know. James what... Fisher-Harris was yeah, laid, laid the platform. Him and Yo in the middle, just terrific. Um, and shit, <laughs> Tyrone Peachy, just. Turning mate, back the clock. Man, he loves playing at Penrith Park this year. I think he's got five tries there this year. So, so when was Reed Marnie kind of playing as like a loose forward a little bit when he came on as well? Because they kept playing again out there. It was just very tough to work out what the Bulldogs were doing. Yeah. Mate, I'd be really worried about the Bulldogs if I was there. Like, they're doing some weird things like that. Like, you got him and, why and, Curt- you... The, him and Curtis Moran in the team. It's like, What's the point of it... doing this with Avarillo, by the way? He's leaving. Why are you, oh, let's see what he's got in the halves. Like, yeah. You had time to do that. Now you're letting him go. So why are you doing it now? Well, I get if they can't play Sexton because of concussion protocol, sure. But like, wouldn't you play Flanagan there? Like, uh, Flanagan's going to, but then Flanagan's going to go anyway because he's off contract. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just you know, showing up because, you know, they're contractually obliged to play the games, <laughs> I guess, at this point. Um, when, when you see shit like that. But if you got Morin and Marnie in the same team, like they're sort of, you know, same body type, like just play Marnie at hooker. Like because Moran's going to come on and play thirteen, right? Like, or as a as a run, you know, as a small running forward. Like, yeah, they're just doing some weird things. And Stephen Crichton's an awesome player, and he was bloody fantastic in this game. But he's not turning their fortunes around because I, I don't think so. Yeah, like I I think they've got another long year in them next year too. Yeah, to be honest I mean... with you, their roster stick now. It ain't getting that much better this like they got some couple of decent players, but like what have we seen this year that's gonna go, yeah, well we get Crichton in here and Crichton a fo- a position. It's not fixing their forward pack, which I still think is not just not an NRL standard for forward for nah, so. ain't fixing shit like it, mate. Um Penrith, you're great. Congratulations. Good job. Yeah, well done. You well, kicked uh, the shit out of like yeah. a, a team a team that's been, you know, leaking like the Titanic in recent weeks. Um, so Yeah. And the last game of the round, I mean, I thought we were gonna come on here and hold another obituary, but we nearly saw the biggest comeback in NRL history. And if Will Kennedy goes through the hands, we do have the biggest come- Will, <laughs> did you have you seen that still that people post online? He's got like a six on two overlap and he, when he went himself. No. Oh, Will, just yeah. get it up. And like, would have been one of the most undeserved wins of all time because they were diabolical for an hour or so in this yeah. game. I could not believe this. Like this was, through all of their faults that they've had as a team in the last couple of years, the one thing they've been able to do is turn up at home against bad teams and put them to the sword and kick the shit out of them. That, the yeah, they've missed the memo on that's that's what their role is in the NRL: kick the shit out of the bad teams and then get embarrassed by the good teams. Mm. But so yeah. Gus on the Channel Nine commentary box was just all in on the Bermuda Triangle shit that he loves to get. Oh, on. I bet he was. 
Mate, and when they scored the last try of the game, and there's still five minutes to go, right? So, like, they're going to at least get two chances at it. He's like, mate, they're running. <laughs> the team running into the wind, running with the winders. They've won the game 50 to six today. <laughs> like, he's just said, it's just, mate, the Bermuda Triangle, this joint, it just never disappoints, you know? Like, when he starts, I, I don't know, like, there's some greater power that happens that when he starts saying stuff like that, weird shit happens at Shark Park. And, it took a little while, like it was a little bit late to come to the party, but it happened today. And I don't even think Manly played that well. I just think Cronulla were that shit in the first 50 they minutes of this game. They were fucking pathetic. I could like, not believe how that. Lifeless. You know, I also... No energy. And just those changes they made on the left edge just did nothing. <laughs> it, it, it was like it was, it was like no more than a week. Right? It was still literally out did there. nothing. Yeah. Literally deck chairs on Titanic. Mate, I don't I don't get what they were doing. I don't get I don't get a lot of the things that Fitzgibbon does with his rotations. I just but no one really talks about it, like him as a coach, but like they're no better than they were with No, I, I was gonna I was about no to better. add no, but at least under Morris. They had they could like, that's been the difference between the two tenures. Like I don't know. Like you can't have a team. And Josh Alloway went off early in this game. And it's like and Paseca too. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Paseca, yeah. sorry. And um, like, how can you come up against a manly team who's already light on forwards who got a combined thirty minutes of play between Taniella Paseca and Josh Alloway? Four for Paseca, twenty six for Alloway. So you know, and Jakey went off with an injury as well. He played the rest of the game. Besides that, but this is a forward pack where Matt Lodge who was thrown away by the Roosters three weeks ago, played 53 minutes, 42 for Sean Kepi. Aaron Aaron Woods played 32. Like, how are you – you should be rolling through these guys every set. And you didn't. I I actually thought Lodge, you know – He was fine. He was pretty good. He was – like he come on and, like, really, you know, had some good hard carries and things like that. But what does that say about the Sharks? I know. It it says a lot of bad shit about the Sharks. Tom Um, Hazleton played 19 minutes. He's been their best forward for, like – the last couple of months. Big ball, Tom. He played 19 minutes. Didn't even crack 20. Unbelievable. Pathetic. I, I knew he didn't play. I didn't think he played less than 20. Um, oh, I don't know. What's they, mate, like, honestly, they are just... They're all of a sudden in a dogfight to make the eight. And, mate, and, uh, two, and two weeks going into that Warriors game last weekend, they were pretty comfy in the eight, honestly. And then you have a bad seven days. Well, look at this. Because we joked about, right, we joked about, they, oh, oh, they'll mate, they'll get they, towed up by Souths and Penrith, but they'll win the rest of the game, so it won't matter. Well, mate, now they've they, lost this game. So now yeah. they need to win at least one of those games, and they're probably not going to. Yeah. And, and, then they, and then they've got to play the Raiders. They've got to play up at Newcastle. Like, they've got their, – their run home is not a cakewalk. They are in the fight of their lives to make the eight. They have to win at least one out of Penrith, who are just red hot with the best forwards. Beating the shit out of everyone, yeah. Probably going to kill them. And the South team, who took them apart in the finals late last year, who likely at that point will finally be at full strength for the first time in 2023. And then after that, yeah, you get a little banker against the Titans. But then, yeah, trip to Townsville, trip to Newcastle. Then you play the Canberra Raiders, who you never beat. Good luck. Mm. Looking dire for them. The, yeah. this, the only saving grace. Fast the only week. saving grace for Parramatta, I think, is that the Sharks exist right now and have just as have more problems. More so, Parramatta had a slow start and they've got a really rough end of the season with the scheduling. But they've got a bunch of good players. They've won big games. They played the grand final last year, for God's sake. Their 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 situation, even if even if I think it's fair to say that Parramatta fell out of the eight this year, 
it wouldn't change your perceptions about them as a team long term. But the Sharks, like fuck me, with with like, they've got Hines on a six year contract. Like, oh my goodness. I'm sorry to say, whether it was Brad Fitler's fault or whatever happened, Nico's bubbles burst. That it six year extension is not looking good. No, and I don't think you should ever like give today. a player a six year extension. No, but crazy. Talk, it, it, but it's, yeah. it's now at the point where, like, you as you as a Knights fan, or God forbid, even someone as a Manly or a Roosters fan is looking at those Eels and Sharks schedules and just rubbing their hands there. We've yes, got a chance. You're, like the, two, the, you're the two We're teams. We're as good a chance as those teams. Are you're the two out. teams are gonna, that might fall down and then we could sneak in. And at least one of them's going to miss out and it could be both. So, yeah, it, it's just absolutely brutal. Like, I could not believe the performance it, they, they I dished I know up. historically Cronulla have always struggled against Mealy, but like, come on. But they put that to bed in the like, last couple of years, they made. They, yeah. I think they read that they'd won. They beat them in back-to-back games for the first time in club history. Yeah, that, uh, and, they won, and they won yeah. at Brookvale. Like they did all that stuff, and they came into this game clear favourites. And then, as we said, Manly lose their two best middles in the opening twenty minutes, and you're and playing you against Aaron Woods and Matt Lodge and Sean flogged. Kepi, and yeah. you're not just not winning the forward battle; you're getting annihilated. You're losing it badly. Yeah, like where the hell do they go now? What can they do? They can't just bring Way Graham and Matt Moylan back to get fucking feasted upon by the Panthers. They are screwed, I think. Yeah. And I'm I'm a bigger Sharks fan than most people in, in the media, I think that's fair to say. But what they've dished up this week and over the past few weeks, that Warriors game as well, is just yeah, so disappointing. Big strife, big strife. So disappointing. And yeah, Manly said the season's over. Maybe it's not. This was one of DCE's best ever games. He was absolutely fantastic. But my, my question is... for Croker? Oh, my God. And the DX... Oh. Which member of DX would Lachlan Croker be? Road Dog? Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but now, well, what do you make of them? Like, they're, they're still there. They're still somehow sticking around, kicking around. Manly have just hung around all year. Mm. They they just have some childish moments in in games that they lose where where they just, yeah, they, they just make mistakes at the wrong times. They have games like today that look terrific. You know, well, like, I mean, dra- dragon, I, like, dragons were, were roosters they... next two weeks, so maybe you'll never know. You I, just I never know. Uh, apparently, they haven't run in Wollongong in 20 years, but oh, how many games have they go. played in Wollongong in 20 years? Probably not that many. A homecoming for their favorite son, Ruben Garrick. That's right. Yeah, can you believe Ruben Garrick almost has a thousand points in his career? That feels illegal, but to be fair, he that scored nine hundred of them in the Volandi Ball year in twenty twenty. Yeah, Australian <laughs> Yeah, I know. That, when that when I saw his career stat like points come up, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He had like thirty five percent of them in one season. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I think they win those next few games. To be honest with you, but then, then yeah, it's Pen- Pen- and then Penrith and the that, Wars after that. If so. Menley do that, oh boy, that really throws the cat amongst the pigeons. If mm. if they all of a sudden emerge and go, hey, we've won three in a row. Um, don't forget about us. Yeah, and before we move ahead, let's quickly preview Thursday night's game, mate. Uh, we've we've broken out of that wretched cycle of having the West Tigers on every Thursday, which is good. We've got some actual proper oh, rugby league teams oh. again. Um, Broncos hosting the Roosters at the Gabba. I still can't get around the Gabba as like a league. No, but like it's kind of cool still. It's especially because we're not. It's a weird novelty. Especially because we're not going there at the. We'll be watching on TV, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like yeah, yeah. At, at at the Gabba, the Roosters, they're back. They're resurgent. They just they just went up to the Queensland and scored is, thirty and a half. The, the problem is with the Roosters. They, I mean, they're probably staying up in Southeast Queensland this week with the back to back, with with the Southeast Queensland double, but. Even when the Broncos were shit, they would like always aim up against the Roosters. So now that 
well, the Broncos are good. I expect the Broncos to do the business in this game. Um, it'll be another game where all the Broncos' big guns are sort of back together again. And I just expect them to have far too much class for a team that only cracked 30 points against, for the first time this year, against a team that, you know, can't yeah, stop on no I speed. completely so agree. I, I think it should be a procession, to be quite honest. Wow, procession. I don't know if yeah. it's, I don't know if I go that strong, but I will take the Broncos by. Look, I rate Brisbane 10, a lot higher, a lot higher than most people. But no, I think yeah, the Broncos I, are awesome. I think they're yeah. the second best team right now, but I think that the Roost, I think they'll win comfortably, but it won't be a flogging. So you know what I mean by that? Like yeah. kind of like how the Cowboys beat the Eagles this week. Like they just kind of just keep them at arm's length. Do the enough. Time. Yeah. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh yes, it will. Yes. Simi Redradra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Redradra. All right, we had a full slate of NRLW action as well this weekend. I enjoyed it. I kind of liked having the dual screen, Howard. It felt like I was watching the NFL where I had multiple monitors showing me multiple games at the same time because of the overlap between the men's and the women's games. But didn't we have some surprise results this weekend? But um, starting back on Saturday afternoon with the Titans edging out the Cowboys, uh, you think this game swung with that late Mia Middleton sin bin? I think it did. I, I think the Titans were always probably going to win, but I think once that sort of happened, you know, cow the cows, the new girls on the block, Titans, yeah, I, I think they were just always going to have a little bit too much in them. Um, would have been quite warm. Like, it was quite, like, Skilled Park at, like, 12, 1 o'clock. Oh, Seabus Super Stadium, Skilled Park. Gee, that's going back a few years ago. That's a, that's a deep cut. Goodness me. Um, but, yeah, like, that... It's a really bright ground, like it's really sunny. It'd be quite warm. First game of the year, like for the like for the girls. Like I know that they've they played another competition coming into this. A lot of them, but yeah, tough outing for the cows. And then when they they went down to ten, it was always just going to be I think a little bit too much of a mountain to climb. But close game. I think that's something they can probably build on. That you know they didn't really let it get blown out. It was just a ten point margin at the end of the day. But. Steph Hancock off the bench, 30 minutes of footy at age 41. Just <laughs> Will unbelievable. she ever give it up? I hope not. I hope not. I wanted to be Cliffy Lyons, but like professionally forever. Yeah, do Little it. rule. Um, yep, your beloved Newcastle Knights uh, got their premiership defence off to a cracking start. They absolutely put the Dragons to the sword. No Millie Boyle, no problem, I believe, was a banner I saw in the crowd. I didn't really make that up. Well, no. Nah. I, I think the good thing with the, with the, uh, with the Knights girls was their, their team that won the premiership, there's a lot of different faces in there now. Mm. There's a lot of girls that they've developed in the Harvey Norman women's premiership that they got off to a slow start in this year, but stormed home and just missed out on the semifinals, but they really stormed home at the back end of that competition. Um, maybe that's just going to roll over into the new competition now, but uh, Taylor Predabon, excellent in her first stint. I thought Shanice Parker out in the centres was terrific. Jesse Southwell had some good moments. She capped off the game. That ball for Kate, uh, Caitlin Moran through. Holy shit, that was sick. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse Southwell's right footstep is, you know, like you need a permit for that from council to have that kind of weapon. <laughs> I'm glad she bounced back really well because we talked a little bit as she had a tough outing in that origin game. And she had a few rough moments in this game too. Like uh, she had the kick that was charged down and um, Dragon's fullback picked it up and ran the length. But I thought outside of that, she had like, 
like she just plays it such a like she's such a natural mm. um yeah I, I thought for the most part yeah uh, uncle ronnie griffiths um just had the girls really well drilled um dragon sort of made a late fist of it but then southwell closed it with the big right foot step made yeah. It, yeah so the 13 plus punters went home happy knights look good hope they can win it but uh the roosters look bloody good it's not fair is it no. none of this is fair yeah you like, just, we'll get to you, know, you just signed Millie Boyle up to work for Channel Nine, and thank fuck, work, yeah, that, <laughs> thank fuck they lost. Team. Thank fuck they lost. They don't have Sarah Togatuki anymore. Because my God, imagine those two together. Like, yeah, just would not. That's be a fair. lot of meters up the guts. Jesus Christ, they they were really good. Um, I did enjoy. Like, it was kind of weird because it was the the incident with Chelsea and the Chooks with the brand. oh yeah, well, awesome. Yeah, I thought you know yeah some of their set plays you know pass you know beautiful passes back on the inside were terrific. A lot of lot of good detail, a lot of good coaching. I thought they um, they really they they looked really sharp. But I was going to say it was quite funny with the Chelsea and the knocking the football out of the hand when they tried to do the selfie celebration. You can also see her turn around and sort of like throw a little grin at Millie Boyle after she does it. So like <laughs> it was kind of a lot less mean spirited than the Reed Marnie one the other week where he just yeah, looked like the world's most bitter. most sour man. But uh, I did like that, and um, I thought it was funny when the Sharks did the they. I don't know if you saw it uh, today. They did the same celebration. They but like they had. They themselves just knocked the camera away. So that was a nice little homage less than 24 hours later. But yeah, um good shit. I like that. Mate, the West Tigers, though, fuck me. Top of the ladder. Who's mate, gonna stop them? They stomped a mud hole and walked it dry. Didn't they just? And, and we just I talked about Sarah about... <laughs> The best part about this game was the Eels doing the limbo celebration, but God, then that was just good. absolutely crapping the vet at well, the rest of the game. That's the best part. <laughs> One of, one of, I, lo- I love when there's an elaborate try scoring celebration and the team loses. And it's even funnier when the team gets absolutely shit pumped, which yeah, they ended up doing. They, they, yeah, six tries in the last 20 minutes, Tigers. Well, like the Tigers kind of flew under the radar a bit with their recruitment. I think that, um, you know, you look at their team on paper, they weren't like they got Kezi Apps, which was a big signing. Uh, uh, we know how good Sarah Togatuki is, but she's not exactly a household name. No. And then outside of them and Bo Betty Welsh, there's not a lot of people that like, you the jump off the page at you if you get me if you're a casual fan, but it, they got tremendous stints out of Togatsuki because he has. I thought Lasana Lutu when she came on was brilliant. I thought she was fantastic, and then of course, just every everything they did on those edges with Vetti Wells just linking between the forwards and the backs. She was fantastic. I think she ended up with four or five try assists and a try herself. Like her first NRL game, her first NRL game in a long time as well. She missed last season, didn't she? Yeah. She, yeah. she's, she missed, she, she had the, um, the ACL injury in 2021 with the Eels. So yep. she missed both of the seasons last year that they had. So, um, delighted for her. I, long time listeners on the show will know that she's my favorite women's player. So with her and the team scoring six tries and the West Tigers, I think they're, they're, they're I'm, the West Tigers, the official NRLW team of the pod. Oh, there you go. It. Well, see, the thing with the Tigers, like they might have been sort of, you know, under the radar a bit, but see, they've been a really good, I, I think. Harvey Norman, tra- yeah. Yeah, the they've thing. trusted the pathways a little bit like the Knights have where, okay, yeah, the Knights sort of more or less bought a premiership, but now they've, yep, we've, we've got the infrastructure in place where we've been able to develop a lot of, and we can put a lot of trust in those girls that have been coming through for the last couple of years, you know, so. I think the Tigers have really gone into that mold and their NRL men's team could uh, take, a, take a few notes. I, I will laugh if uh, if and when the West Tigers women's team uh, this year alone wins more games than the men's team has won combined in 2022 and 23, which wow, I don't that, think we can rule out. Something. Can you rule it out? You no, can't. Absolutely not. I what mean, do they have to do? Go like six and three? 
Seven and yeah, two. If, if they get if they get six wins, that'll yeah, tie. If they, three, get, if, if they go seven and two, it'll be more wins. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Dogs win another game this year, but that's not going to happen. But jeez, um, I'm just pulling because I'm just saying. Is, is there any other news? I mean, Coruscant resigned, which was oh, did um, he? Okay, well, I'll talk about that. Yeah, uh-huh. that was quite surprising. Oh, hang on. Uh, Chamis on Monday. Bulldogs give. Oh no, the. Captain Raymond Fatala Mariner, get the hell out of here. Um, all right, and we do like taking the piss out of the Tigers men's team, but they've re signed up Picorosal likely to the end of his career, which is a fantastic re signing for them. Inter- and I, I guess you know, we, we 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 talk about their culture a lot and what the hell they're doing off the field and how none of it makes sense, but they have to be doing something right if Appy's played through this this year at the level he has and said, Yep, sign me up for more. I do wonder what it is because like yeah, Appy, right? Appy's won three premierships. So he's like probably, well, I've, I've won three comps. Like anyone will pay him. Yeah. That, I mean, he must be on a good wicket, um, but good on the, you know, they've signed the deal. They've got it over the line. Yeah. I, I'm a great deal for them. What more needs to be said, Abby South, one of the best players in recent history, one of the best number nines in the NRL era. Great sign for the Tigers. Now they just have to build around him um, somehow. Uh, the Bulldogs are letting Raymond Fatale Marin and Ryan Sutton explore options elsewhere. I just pulled this up. What a shocker. Yeah, wow. Seismic stuff. Huge. Yeah, I love it. It's like, oh, the guy they gave the captain's armband to two months ago. It got, like, it got, it bro, got my click. It got my click. This team is. It got my click because it said Bulldogs give captain permission to live. Oh, captain. That sounds like, what? Like that Matt sounds Bird? important. Like, yeah. All uh, right. No, it's 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 nothing. Yeah, um, like and then. The guys uh, 30, you know, struggle with whatever. injuries a lot. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, but. Positive news, Ryan Pappenhausen came through his first contact session unscathed. Could be a big in for the storm down the stretch for the finals. Would be, but I'm just going to put some water on this. I just, it'll be great to see Pappy back, but don't expect anything from him. It's like, true. Like when a, yeah. when a guy's biggest asset is his breakneck speed, it's yeah. just difficult to know. Like, was a fractured yeah. kneecap, right? Like, I just think, just, I think, I think the expectation from like just, Storm fans, any fans should just be happy he's back on the field. If if he's brilliant and comes back and he's just like amazing straight away, then like that's just the world's greatest bonus and cherry on top of everything. But just don't expect. Well, Bellamy Bellamy did say um, that uh, Pappenhaus would come back through the cup no matter what. So, yep. which I think is the smartest way well, to way go. Way to go. Look, yeah. Like but yeah, every, everyone likes. Like, I, I would say he's one of the more universally liked players in the league. No matter whether how, how good you think he is or not, um, everyone seems to like him, and he seems like a cool guy. So, hope yeah. he comes back soon. Always, always like watching him. And I guess sneaky, like he's kind of the Storm's best field goal kicker, right? So yeah, he has a lot of could be so. could be pretty important in the finals if they're in a close game too. So we'll see what happens. Okay, before we get out of here. I'll give a shout out to people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com forward slash number rookies, you get access to our Discord server, a bonus show every week. Some random other bonus shows at various points I just mentioned earlier in the show. There will be that uh, Broncos Cowboys Greatest Games uh, recap to come, uh, merchandise discounts, and um, plenty more. So thank you to Chris Abnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Where's Wayno, Alex Sergicomi, Bruce the Pond, Butsy, Call Me, King of the Mountain. 
Chewbacca Snuffleup against Dan Cullinane, David Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie fetched full-bodied ferrets from the farmer's market, Osborne Scoresborough, Jace Felix Farnworth, Jason Joe, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, kicks house out of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Charles Smidmore, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, my name is Matt Bungard, and I love Taylor Swift, my ding ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, Pat McManus, Pete Fulger, Peter Piper, picked a peck of pickles, or not saying that last word, Raymond the Jukebox Stone Gossard, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Rusty Cole and Marty Hart are on the hunt for the Yellow King on the Bayou, Ryan James and the Giant Peachy, see you in Vegas, Shunter Tai, the Black Vegetable, Thor, Tom Hardy, Was and Westlife's podcast. Thank you so much for your support. To everybody in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, thank you as well. He nearly got me with the tongue twister because I was so concentrating <laughs> on saying it correctly. I nearly said a bad word. You can guess what the last word is. I'm not here to stop you. Uh, Harry, you got anything else to plug before we get out of here? I've got nothing else to plug. I'll just well done to all the patrons who tried to get you to slip up there. Uh, yeah, he, he's a good one. He changes his name every week, old old, old Ashley. So, yeah. All right, uh, Harry, lovely to have you on as, as all. We've got six weeks of guest hosts coming up. Hopefully, we can sneak you back into the rotation later on. Um, or we'll see you in week one of the finals for the Knights preview. <laughs> Oh, in their inevitable in their inevitable finals game against the fifth place Rabbitohs when our friendship finally ends. Although, like we kind of that was that 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 was a de facto finals game that we drove up for all those years ago. Wasn't oh it? yeah. It was like it was a play-in game. And South shat the bet. Yeah. Badly. Shout out you are four tries. Shout out uh Sean Corrigan. Scored a try for South. Oh dear. Tough times. I don't miss those <laughs> times at all. All right. Say goodbye, Harry. Good night. And it's goodbye from me.